Hello, this is your fertility pharmacist. This podcast is for women who are trying to overcome infertility. If you keep a pulse on late-breaking fertility research, it could positively alter the course of your fertility journey like it has for me. Hi, I'm Elise, your fertility pharmacist. I've intended to put out this episode for a while. I was detained when I had my IVF baby, and nearly two months later, I'm glad to come back and share some interesting research on a medication that's in a drug class called the GLP-1 agonists. They've received tons of news coverage lately for weight loss potential. For those who are new to this podcast, it's formatted like an informal journal club in that the focus is on a recently published fertility study. And in this order, I'll give a bit of background on the study, then I dive into how it was set up, hit the highlights of results, and finally cap it off with my thoughts and the author's thoughts. Ideally, I get this all done in 10 minutes tops. The research has been published open access, so it's free for you to read and pick up on any details that I don't cover. The link to this paper is in the show notes. Without further ado, here is the background on the study. It was published earlier this year in the Journal of Clinical Medicine, and the title of the research paper is Sexual and Reproductive Outcomes in Obese Fertile Men with Functional Hypogonadism After Treatment with Liraglutide, Preliminary Results. As this long title suggests, the study wants to find out how the GLP-1 agonist liraglutide impacted the metabolic, sexual, and reproductive function of obese men of childbearing age with low testosterone, which is hypogonadism. Numerous studies show that obesity can negatively impact fertility as well as testosterone levels. Liraglutide has a brand name of Victoza for diabetes and Sexenda for weight loss. It's been shown to favorably improve metabolic and sexual function. In today's study, this is the first look at the impact before and after treatment with liraglutide on sperm parameters. This research took place at a Sicilian university and recruited over 100 men who were ages 18 to 35. This age group was chosen to specifically look at men of childbearing age. They also had to meet several criteria, and the three most important criteria to know about these men were that they had severe erectile dysfunction, low testosterone, and were moderately to severely obese. These men did not have diabetes, and they were all placed on a low-carb diet. Based on their interest in fatherhood, the men were divided into three groups. In group A were men who definitely wanted to become fathers. These men took urinary follicle-stimulating hormone, a.k.a. FSH, with human chorionic gonadotropin, a.k.a. HCG, for four months following a male fertility protocol. In group B were men who didn't want to become fathers per se, but they weren't really trying to prevent fatherhood either. The group B men took weekly injections of the GLP-1 agonist called liraglutide at doses intended for weight loss, and more details on the drug dosing are in the show notes. Lastly, in group C were fathers who were not interested in any further paternity. These men applied 2% testosterone gel every day to their skin. Like groups A and B, group C took their drug for four months. After four months, the results from before and after were compared. And these are the most important parts of how the study was set up, so it's time to get into results. At the start of the study, 
the men were similar between groups at baseline in terms of BMI, waist circumference, and hormone levels. After four months, however, group B, taking liraglutide, really pulled ahead. The liraglutide guys had average BMI decreases of 17%, weight decreases of 10%, and waist circumference decreases of 8%. For tests on hormones like testosterone, Group B's levels increased significantly compared to groups A and C. Worth noting that the before and after levels were not stated specifically for groups A and C. Regarding the fertility tests, again, the liraglutide group B showed significant improvements in always tested and compared to group A. They noted that sperm motility shot up by 143% in group B, whereas in group A it shot up only 58%. They did not specify how much sperm concentration increased, but looking at a graph after treatment, the liraglutide group had a concentration range of 14 to 18 million sperm per mil, whereas in group A, the concentration ranged from 7 to 9 million sperm per mil. Sperm weren't ever tested in group C because the researchers presumed that taking testosterone would lead to a decrease in sperm parameters. Regarding sexual function, the liraglutide group here did the best too after four months of treatment with the highest scores on the erectile function self-assessment. They also had the lowest use of drugs to treat erectile dysfunction. More details in the show notes. Moving on from results, here's what the authors thought of their findings. They concluded that liraglutide showed greater metabolic benefits and had sexual and reproductive advantages compared to traditional treatments. They pointed out that GLP-1 drugs like liraglutide can cause increased feelings of fullness and decreased hunger, and they suspect that the improved testosterone levels from liraglutide came from men reducing food intake. They also suspected, but did not directly investigate, that the weight loss induced by liraglutide led to decreased infertility-related inflammatory processes in the testes. Towards the end of the paper, the authors pointed out weaknesses in their study. They didn't control for exercise, that they had a relatively small number of participants, and most importantly, there wasn't a group taking placebo. With that last weakness about placebo, however, they note that they will be correcting this in an upcoming study. No other major details were shared about the future study, it's just that they plan to verify results obtained in this study with a placebo-controlled arm. I emailed those authors in Sicily, Italy, to ask them questions, and I didn't hear back. Hopefully, they are still savoring that sweet Sicilian summer, sipping spritzes on a gorgeous beach, and that's an excellent excuse to not reply to an email. One of the things I've been wondering about in this study were adverse events. There were none noted. They tested the common markers typically of concern when taking testosterone, with no statistically significant differences between the groups but they didn't talk about common side effects associated with GLP-1s. Some patients feel such strong GI responses to these GLP-1 drugs, they stop taking them. Did anyone drop out of the study for side effects or for any reason at all? It's unclear because the authors didn't talk about it. As a pharmacist, I also wonder about adherence. Group C, the men were supposed to be applying testosterone gel every day, and the Lear group the liraglutide group, they only had to take it once a week. 
Did everyone in that testosterone group take their testosterone every single day as recommended? Did they all continue with the study? Again, it's not known because it wasn't discussed. Since I didn't hear back from the authors and I couldn't find details about the follow-up study, TBD if they've improved the study beyond a placebo group. Hopefully they will be looking at pregnancy outcomes because as great as it is to see markers of improvement, what we really care about is whether or not babies come from these treatments. Hopefully they test for paternity with the testosterone arm too, as testosterone therapy is an imperfect contraceptive. Lastly, I'd really like to see their follow-up study include a group taking one of the newer GLP-1 drugs, like semaglutide, which arguably has greater weight loss potential and potentially even greater potential to increase fertility markers in men. Checking clinicaltrials.gov, there is a male fertility trial that started recruiting this year involving semaglutide, testosterone gel, HCG, and an aromatase inhibitor called anastrozole. That study is happening in Switzerland with results expected in 2026. A link to that trial is in the show notes. Speaking of show notes, that is the conclusion of today's episode. So for more details or any links that I mentioned during the episode, head to www.yourfertilitypharmacist.com. This is Your Fertility Pharmacist. Thanks for tuning in. 